Hello and welcome to another episode of Good Word. And as we say, a good word a day keeps the devil away. And today, speaking about the devil, actually, today is Easter Sunday. And this is where, as Christians, we celebrate that Jesus resurrected from the dead. And he was punished, and he was beaten, he was mocked. Um, like, according to the Jewish calendar, that's what we were not celebrating, but reminding ourselves of this Friday, this week, called Good Friday. And if we think about it, it was not really a good experience for Jesus, like calling it Good Friday is maybe not the most accurate description of what he had to go through, but it's good news, because it's good news for us Christians, because he was punished and he was, he took all the blame that we deserve to get on himself. So that's why it's Good Friday, because it's good news for us. The one who was innocent took our punishment. He became sin so that we could become free and so that we could live with God and have a chance at salvation. And it's so crazy for us to think about, hey, what did Jesus actually go through as he died and also the process before he even died you know the bible describing jesus and how he felt in his last hours before he was taken captive it was like jesus was in so much distress jesus was in so much distress that he was sweating blood and according to psychologists and according to doctors that is like the epitome of stress that you can have the stress levels are so high that your body starts the blood that is usually pumped through your veins it starts to it extrapolates through your pores and it's it seeps through your pores you know in the small pores where you like sweat that's like the blood was there it was blood sweat that he was going through he was such in such distress because he knew the pain that he would be in he knew how important this act would be and what it would mean for all of human history from that moment on and for all eternity and it's such an amazing moment i was just reading i was looking for a scripture for today and you can also feel free to to look up in your own bibles but in isaiah chapter 53 you probably all heard it where it's the scripture but i'm going to read it again um or read it for you guys in verse 5 chapter 53 in the book of isaiah but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement or punishment, and some also say the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes or by his stripes we are healed. And then in the following verses, um, I was reading in verse 10, and it was like, hey, the Bible says that yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he had put him to grief. And when you shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, and he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So the Bible says here, it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. And some of you guys might think that's like contradicting the Bible because we know that the Bible says in Second Timothy that God takes no pleasure in the wicked and that the wicked God goes into eternal damnation. God takes no pleasure in our pain and in our sorrow. But here in this exact moment where it's prophesied of the Messiah and his crucifixion and the pain that he would have to take on, it says that the Lord was, it pleased the Lord to bruise him because 
He shall make his soul an offering for sin. And through his seed he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands through this sacrifice, through what Jesus did on the cross. We are able to prosper in the hand of the Lord because by his stripes we are healed. And by the wounds that he has taken upon himself, we have received restoration. We have received freedom. We have received salvation on the cross in that moment when Jesus said, it is finished. Everything was established. Not before, not after. Some teachings say that God, that Jesus had to go down to hell to get the keys and then it was opened and then everything was done. But in that moment when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, it was established, it was done. And I like some translations where I say in different languages, it said like it is perfect, it is like it has come to pass. And in English, it's just like, it is finished. It is done. There's nothing else that needs to be done. Everything that was prophesied, it has happened now. In this moment, it has all happened. And not only that, that's what we're celebrating. It's like, not just the death. As if the death in itself wasn't a big enough declaration of love already. Jesus was also prophesied to raise from the dead on the third day. And that's what we're celebrating today, that our Lord is risen. Not only did he die for our sins, but through the resurrection, he is showing us what we as Christians are walking into when we receive him as our Lord. Because we die to our own selves and we resurrect into new life with Christ. Our spirit is reborn. We are a new creation. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 says, The old has passed away. Look, everything has been made new. Through the resurrection, Jesus not only shows that he has conquered sin, but he also shows that he has conquered death. Yes, his work was already done by the moment he said it is finished on the cross. He had already conquered our sin and already taken this punishment of our sin upon himself and given us the possibility for salvation. But through the resurrection, which was also prophesied by the way it had to happen, and through the resurrection, he is showing us that I am greater than death. I am bigger than death. I am the life giver and I and not held back by death. And he's showing that he is God, that he was God in flesh, incarnate here on earth, and that he died and he resurrected just like he was prophesied, showing that he is accurate, that he is a God of his word, that the God of the Bible is a true God, that he is different than the other God, different than the other prophets, different from the other religions. Because Jesus is the only person in human history, the first person in human history that was recorded to being raised from the dead and some people say yeah you know he wasn't really you know it's crazy that he raised from the dead that didn't really happen jesus was seen and if we read the gospels he was seen by more than 500 people after his resurrection the first person being his brother james mind you james his brother was one of the first doubters of jesus he was questioning jesus he was like why is my brother saying that he's god why is he saying that he is the chosen and anointed one, the Messiah? James believed that Jesus was God. But once he saw the resurrection, once he saw that it was actually true what Jesus was saying, he became such a loyal follower of Jesus. And he even wrote a letter and he got his own book in the Bible, the book of James. The brother of Jesus wrote a letter to the Christians talking about their faith and it's so interesting actually to see in the way that James is writing 
that his way of speaking is actually very similar to the way that Jesus was preaching when he was on the earth. <laughs> that there is, they have this same like urgency of the message that they are preaching and writing about. So that's what we're celebrating today. The Easter Sunday, as it call it, it doesn't really, it does, it's not really a good word. I think, I think we should call it like the Resurrection Sunday or something like the something that we can celebrate, you know, a victory. Because Easter is not about Easter bunnies and going egg hunting. It's about Jesus. How pathetic is that? We celebrate. How pathetic is it that we celebrate Easter bunnies and we eat candies and then we go looking for some eggs that we painted and we hid them in the yard and it's like, oh, now we're gonna go looking for them. No, you don't need to go searching for anything. You don't need to go searching for some eggs. Jesus has already conquered everything. Everything is laid out in the open. Everything is already there. When you seek God, you will find him. Jesus has already done everything. It's not about the Easter Bunny. What can the Easter Bunny give you? Chocolate? Hello? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're better than that. <laughs> Jesus is so much more than that. That's what is so amazing about what he has done. That it's not just about his death, but also his resurrection. And through the resurrection, he's showing us, hey, you guys, when you accept me, when you take me into your lives, invite me into your hearts, you die to your old selves. And through the punishments that he took, through the nails that was put into his hands and his feet, through the crucifixion on the cross, he has set us free. He has given us liberty. He has given us freedom from everything that is holding us and everything that is binding us and everything that the devil has brought upon you. It has no power over you the moment that you accept Jesus. You, the moment you become a child of God, you are his child. You are more than a conqueror in Christ. And when we take Jesus on, we are more than conquerors in Christ because he conquered, because he lives in us and he conquered death. And he has given us his Holy Spirit as we're approaching also Pentecost in a couple of weeks in May. We are celebrating and we are being reminded of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The first outpouring of the Holy Spirit recorded in the Bible in the book of Acts in chapter 2 when they were sitting in the upper room and God's Spirit fell upon everyone in that room and they started speaking in tongues. It's such a nice thing to see like okay Jesus did these things. He demonstrated that he was bigger than death through his resurrection and what it means for us Christians the new life being reborn and then later jesus giving us his holy spirit as he ascended to heaven the outpouring of the holy spirit that not only have we received salvation through jesus's blood as if that isn't enough for us that god is so gracious he has not only taken our punishment for our sins he's given us his holy spirit so that we can have a relationship with him while we are still here on this earth even though jesus isn't walking this earth anymore he has given us his Holy Spirit and through his Holy Spirit, he has called us to do miracles. He's, if we can see in the Great Commission in Matthew, the Great Commission in Mark and the stuff that they were doing in the book of Acts. I want a book of Acts kind of life, okay? I want to see miracles. I want to preach the gospel. I want to see people come to Christ and repent and get baptized. It says it was such a revival breaking out once the Holy Spirit 
was poured out on the people in the book of Acts and the apostles and disciples. The first church was founded and it says that it grew every day, 2,000 or 200 people. Every day the church grew and they did communion every day. They were spending time together every day. It wasn't like a fancy church building or stuff that they did, but they were on fire. They were celebrating Jesus and what he had done and they couldn't help talking about what he had done because the witnesses when the gospels were starting to get written down and recorded um physically like transcripted into bibles the people that were living around jesus's time they were still alive the witnesses were still alive and if some people try to use the fact that uh, the gospels are similar as a way of discrediting the bible's validity but on the other hand the witnesses the people that were alive during the time when they were starting to get written down they were still alive so if anything of the stuff that they wrote down would have been wrong they could have said that hey no this is not right you know because the jews were masters at 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 retelling stories you know they had the whole torah memorized the books of moses you know they had everything in their mind they were they're so great at at memorizing the scriptures that they knew once it was standing in the scriptures and they knew also what had happened and they could recall details that nobody else could recall you know so if the stuff that didn't if the stuff that they wrote on didn't actually happen there will be people to rebuke those um claims but it, it, it's standing here and that's the reason why they're all so similar because several people recorded the same things the disciples observed the same things and the small contradictions that we see in the gospels they are not contradictions it just shows that they were all writing what they in that moment were observing that they weren't sitting in a room next to each other saying hey this is what we're gonna write and i'm gonna write it like this you're gonna write it like that no it means that they were observing what was happening around them they were observing how jesus was living observing the miracles he was doing and from their point of view they wrote down what they saw which is why some places in the gospel it uh, it records what jesus is saying and in the other one it's not because some people were closer and some people were further away but still they recorded the same thing happening you know the report they recorded the same miracle they reported of the same thing that jesus has done and the same teachings that he had done from different perspectives from where they were in that moment it just gives such a more credibility hey jesus is who he says he is he is the chosen one he is the messiah he is the one that conquered that he died on the cross for our sins and through his blood we have been healed through his wounds through his blood we have eternal life if we turn to him and believe in him and believe that he's dying died for our sins and that he rose again on the third day that's what we're celebrating that's the god that we believe in that's the god we worship we don't worship a god that is dead we worship a living god a living god that is worthy of all of our praise that is worthy of all of our worship that is worthy of our devoted lifestyle so i want to devote my life to what jesus has done for me the rest of my life i want to serve him and try to live up to what he has already done for me because i can never pay him back 
I can never pay him back. I'm so limited as the person that I am in myself that I need God's spirit. I need Jesus in order to get through life because life is so sad if you don't have Jesus because you don't have any hope. You don't have any purpose, nothing to live for. And it's not just like, okay, you have Jesus and that's it. Okay, that's fine. You are saved by grace through faith. But God has so much more for you. You can live a life of faith, a life that is living and not just being alive and being in survival mode. You can be living, like living a life of fire. You can be living an act kind of lifestyle. You can be living the lifestyle that the disciples lived. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. God, it requires sacrifice, you know, to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, uncompromisingly. It requires sacrifice because then we're called to be set apart, you know, and we are then we need to give up something because we are crucifying our flesh and carrying our cross on our backs every day. The Bible calls us to take up our cross daily and follow Jesus. It means you're dying to yourself daily. You're dying to what you want to do with your life, to what God is wanting to do in your life, what he's wanting to do through you, wanting to establish his kingdom on earth through you, through the things that he's put in you, through the giftings that he's given you through the things that he's revealing to you when he, you're spending time in his word and spending time in prayer. When he speaks to you, he calls you and he equips you for the task at hand. Then it doesn't matter who you think you are because God is calling you to greater things because he is the God above all gods. He's the Lord of the Lord, the King of Kings, the one and only who has conquered death and has called us to do the same, to raise the dead and to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers and to speak in foreign tongues. We have so many promises, so many encouragements of faith that this is what happens. These signs will follow those who believe. So live a life of lifestyle, live a life that is worthy of what worthy Jesus dying for live a life that is consecrated for him that is celebrating what jesus has done i heard a really good quote once it was like live as if jesus died yesterday resurrected today and is coming back tomorrow imagine what what we would be doing you know we would be so busy telling people about jesus if we knew the moment that he would come back but the thing is that he we do not know when he will come back but we know that he will and when he, judge, he does, he will judge the living and the dead. And we need to be ready. So are you living for Jesus or are you living for the world? Because this is the moment for you to really take a decision before it is too late. Because you don't know when he comes. If he comes in five minutes, if he comes tonight, are you ready? And do you know if you follow Jesus? Do you know if Jesus will take him with you? Or are you living in the world? And if you're not sure, I think you have your question. Speaking from experience, I had such a fear of being left behind. I was watching the Left Behind movies about the end times and like the Christians were being taken up. And I was like, oh no, if I was alone at home and my mom had gone to the store, I was like, oh no, did Jesus come back and did he leave me? Because I wasn't sure of my own salvation. And then I did something about it through spending time with Jesus. And I became confident in who I was. And I knew that I was a child of God. I knew what Jesus had done for me. And I know when he comes back, I will be ready. And, and until he does i will do everything that i can through the grace of god through his strength his strength and through his spirit i will do everything that i can to tell people about him to serve him with all that i have to serve him with all of my life so let that be an encouragement to you today as you're walking into the next week also spend time with jesus ask him pray and 
and let him reveal to you who he is. Let your heart be encouraged. Let your heart believe what he has done for you. Be replenished. Be strengthened through his spirit and walk in blessings and protection. In the name of Jesus, I pray over you. Amen.